Today's guest is a teacher, speaker, pattern designer, and author who spends a lot of quilty, guilt-free time in her studio because her husband is an avid golfer. Today, I'll have a chat with Sheila Christensen. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the stories, the connections, and the joy of guests in the quilting world. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. Here we go. My guest today is Sheila Christensen from New Zealand. She is the author of two books. She's a teacher, a pattern designer, a ruler designer for creative grids, and an online shop owner. And her latest book has a hundred blocks inside. If that's not enough, she is well known for her decade of work as the designer for Cotton Cuts Mystery Quilts, which she herself started in New Zealand back in 2013. She is a quilter on her own creative path. So let's explore the story of Sheila Christensen. Sheila, welcome to the show. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I'm so happy to have you. Let's start by taking a look back at where you got started. When do you first remember putting stitch to fabric? I would have been about eight or nine, and I found what I made the other month when I was over in England at my mum's house. I had a Cindy doll which was the more refined, supposedly, version of a Barbie doll. And <laughs> and I'd made her this little dress out of lining fabric. And it was pink lining fabric. It was sewn on my mum's hand crank singer sewing machine and with black thread. Oh, and you were visiting <laughs> your family in the UK not long ago. And you found this little treasure? Yes. Yeah. That is so sweet. So were there certain people in your life that had a creative impact on you early on? Oh, my whole family has been creative, probably apart from my dad. My nanny and granddad lived in a flat above a co-op, which is a grocery store. And nanny used to sit and crochet doilies all day long. And granddad used to make marketry pictures, which is the inlaid wood. And my aunties, my mum, my sisters, everybody's quite creative. Yeah. So creative beginnings. Can you tell us a little bit about your very first quilt? My very first quilt, I didn't make it until I was 48, I think. Yeah. In 2008, I was walking down our local high street and saw a sign outside the quilt shop. And it said, come make a table runner this Saturday. And my ex had the kids for the weekend. So I thought that sounds like a good activity to do. So in I went and had to learn on the spot how to use my rotary cutter and everything (laughs) and ended up making four table runners, which I took over to England for Christmas. Oh, how sweet. And so how did your quilting path blossom from there? Was that the first thing you did and then suddenly you were hooked? Yes, I was hooked from there. After that, when I came back in January, I started the beginner class. So I took a beginner class and made a sampler. And then I basically took every quilt class I could get to for a few years. And yeah, so I just explored all the different techniques. We went over to a fiber and fleece festival with, I I actually went, my, my sister came to visit me and we went and did art quilting over there and just took any lesson I could get. 
Yeah. So right now your quilting is full-fledged career, basically. So can you tell us, did you make a transition from another life or career into quilting? Yes. I'd started training to be a teacher. Actually, the year that I started quilting, I was doing teacher training for primary school. And so then I taught for a year. And then I decided to go back to the UK and do some relief teaching for a year. While I was there, I had a photograph of the quilt shop on my laptop, and I used to look at it longingly with all the colours and think, wouldn't it be nice to be there? I actually went back to New Zealand for a vacation and was sitting in a class there and overheard them saying that the quilt shop was for sale. And yes, so in 2011, I bought the quilt shop. So that's when I became a full-time quilt person. So how long was it from when you started learning how to quilt to all of a sudden, this is the thing, I'm opening a quilt shop? Three years. Three years, and you were that well involved. (laughs) I was hooked. (laughs) So as you opened the quilt shop, how did your quilting blossom from there? So I actually bought a quilt shop off the peg, and it was just made for me because they had built this lovely modern quilt shop. We're in a a very sort of conservative country town where a lot of people were doing fairly traditional quilts, but the ladies that started this quilt shop, they'd started it four years before, and it had some lovely modern fabrics and reproduction fabrics and quite, quite a good range of different styles. So taking on the shop was great because I didn't have to do things like fitting out the shop, buying fabric and so on. So then I just started doing a few little designs. I got hold of Electric Quilt and got hooked on that. So I started doing a few designs for fabrics that were coming in. One of them was a strip pieced one. And then I did, I joined the local guild and the local guild retreat quilt was going to be a storm at sea. So with my Electric Quilt, I decided to design my own storm at sea because I never do the same as everybody else. I always have to be different and awkward. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I designed my own one. And it's now, I've only just launched it. It's just been launched as a pattern. And it's quite different. It does. It's not blue at all. It's autumn colours. Okay, so where are you living now? And who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? Okay, so I'm living in Masterton, which is a small town about a an hour and a half north of Wellington in New Zealand. Wellington is the capital, but Auckland is the bigger city that people probably are more aware of. So I'm towards the south of the North Island of New Zealand. Yeah. And so that's where Um, your quilt shop is located. That's where my quilt shop is. Yes. Yeah. And my loved ones, I have one that lives with me. (laughs) That's my husband, Carl, who comes from Las Vegas originally. And I have a son who lives down in Lower Hutt, which is nearer Wellington. He lives there with his girlfriend. And I have another son who lives in England where his dad lives. Okay, so let me just make sure I understand where you're from and where you've gone. So you were born in the UK. You all left your husband who is from the US. And now you all live together in New Zealand. That's right. Yeah, actually, I met Carl in New Zealand. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks after I bought the shop. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, so let's get back into the story of the shop. So you bought this shop 
What did it feel like the first day that you walked in and you were like, okay, this is a business and we're open? (laughs) Yeah. I had run a business before. We'd had for 15 years, we'd had an electronics business. And so I'd been the marketing financial person really behind that and customer service. So I was used to that sort of thing. For the first week, the ladies who I bought the shop from came in and helped me find my feet, which was great. That's so nice. Yeah. So it was a case of getting to meet the customers. Carl also grew up in a family that owned a chain of jewellery shops. So he had retail experience. But of course, I didn't meet him until two weeks, three weeks after I bought the shop. Sounds like you had a good mix of business experience from the past, and then you fell head over heels for EQ. So that led you into pattern design, which is great. Yes. It's really a good mix of skills to get started with a quilt shop. Okay. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about design because you have designed so many wonderful patterns and all kinds of things like that. So let's just dive into a conversation about design. So when you see something in the world that sparks an idea for a quilt, how do you capture that? I've looked at trying to use things from outside as an inspiration because I've been to a lot of courses, art quilt courses and that sort of thing that say, take your inspiration. But actually, it just bubbles up because I think my real thing is I'm into patterns. And so patterns just like pop into my head sometimes, as in repeating patterns. So I doodle. That's really where I generate my ideas. So I have a whole stack of exercise books with squared paper. That's where I started with squared paper. And I will just draw motifs and things on there. So I'm not good at figurative art. I do patterns. I do squares and triangles. And I work from there and see what I can make them create. But then, yeah, then, of course, now I use triangle paper. So as well as my squared paper. Square paper, triangle paper, and then also you eventually get it into EQ before you write the pattern. Yeah. So I start with a sketch, but I don't use EQ any longer. I'm now using Illustrator. Okay. So I have actually learned to do a bit of drawing. <laughs> I've done a quilt that has some applique on, some flowers and simple birds and that sort of thing. So it's been exciting to learn how to do that. Yeah, so fun. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the business. So what's the name of your business? I have the shop is called Quilters Lane. Um, I also have my own business, which is my website's Quilt with Sheila, but I call it Sheila Christensen Quilts, which I thought that was a bit of a mouthful for a web address. So Quilt with Sheila is my web address. Yeah. Okay. And in a nutshell, can you tell us what you bring to the world with your business? So I think my biggest love really is passing on the enthusiasm to other people. Mm -hmm. I love doing the designs. But then when I've done something, I want to tell everybody about it and help them do it themselves. (laughs) I love to problem solve as well. So I like to come up with complicated things and then figure out how to make them easy. Um, And then then get other people to look at them and go, oh, I didn't know I could make that. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a fun moment when quilters realize in your workshop, right? It's lovely. It's wonderful because they look at the finished article that I've shown them that they're going to make and they're a little bit wary. And then by coffee time in the morning, they go, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, is it? (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, so let's talk about a few of the things you offer. So let's start with patterns. So just tell us about a few of your patterns and maybe a bit about your style. Yeah, so when I started writing patterns, it was for the shop. And I started with some simple, easy to piece to help me sell fabric. But then I started developing the triangle patterns and came about from an idea that I had. I was drawing on squared paper all the time. And it just, I don't know where it came from, but I think I was on the ferry back from a symposium. That's the ferry from the South Island to the North Island of New Zealand, which is a three, three and a half hour, nearly four hour trip. And it popped into my head. I think symposium just gets your head buzzing with ideas. But it popped into my head that if I can draw quilts on squared paper, could I draw them on triangle paper? And I'm sure other people have been doing it way before me, especially for for hexagon quilts and English paper piecing and so on. But I drew them on there and I thought I need to be able to cut these the way we do rotary cutting and piece them by machine. Mm -hmm. So for the next few months, I was drawing all sorts of different blocks that were triangles. And then I started testing out how to use a triangle ruler to make the blocks and how to cut all sorts of different shapes and so on. And so it's really snowballed from there. So most of my patterns that I've launched have been triangle based. And so let's dive right into your two books because they came right out of that, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. When did you create your first book? So the first book I wrote in 2018, I think it was published in 2018 or 19. I can't remember. Um, (laughs) And it's called Quilts with an Angle. So I'd submitted uh, an idea for um, a book originally for a modern triangle sampler, which was my first quilt that I made with the triangles. Um, But the publishers had another book that was triangle sampler. And so they didn't want to do that. So went back to the drawing board and I came up with the idea of doing a, a book that went through the different shapes that you can cut with the triangle ruler. And so it's like a lesson. So each chapter goes through a different shape. So the first chapter will, apart from all the introductory stuff about tools and fabrics and so on, but the first two quilts are based on blocks that only have triangles in. Mm-hmm. And then I've introduced a couple of quilts that have trapezoid shapes in, trapeziums, if you English maths, like my mum. And then we introduced diamonds and then parallelograms and hexagons and dual shapes. So each chapter's got two quilts in and I've used more or less the same fabric but I've and the same block with that shape for that chapter, but I've set them differently. So when you make triangle blocks, you might set them in a row yeah. or you can put them round. So there's six going around like a sort of kaleidoscope that creates a hexagonal shape. And then you set that into the quilt. So that's how that book developed. How did it feel when you first had that book in your hands? Amazing. (laughs) Partly because by the time I got to the end of writing it, 
I was having to go and sit in the middle of the uh, native New Zealand bush and make myself a cup of tea <laughs> and and clear my head to think of things. So it's, it's quite intense, really. Yeah. Making yeah. 15 quilts and then writing all the instructions for them and everything and checking everything. Yeah, um, so much work. Yeah. <laughs> then I did it again, straight away. <laughs> yeah. But this one was... This is a block tool. So what CNT call their block tools, and this is triangle blocks. So it's called the quick and easy triangle block tool. So I designed a hundred different blocks. So for that one, I had to make a hundred blocks. And I can remember sitting at some retreats, like next block, we're going to do this. Wow. <laughs> and then for each block, I've given different sizings for that block. And then there's an um, introduction section for how to cut everything. And we included for this one, not just using a triangle ruler, we included cutting with a straight ruler as well, using your 60 degree angle. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, they want to be able to use their own ruler as well. Yeah, it depends on what your preference is. If you're a seasoned quilter, you're used to using a ruler with angles on. Yeah. You don't need to be buying extra tools. In my classes, people have a triangle ruler and you can get them very inexpensively as well. And it does make the job a lot easier. But yeah. Okay, let's talk about your shop because you recently made the big move to go virtual. So tell us about that. Yes, I did. So we've been open. Ooh, let's see. I've had the shop now for 12 years and it was open four years before that. With the current the climate, it's always been people shop more and more online. Yeah. And I found that my customer base is a lot of it is spread around the country. Mm -hmm. And so just made the decision to focus on that. Also, with all the other work I do, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so not having to worry about the, having the shop, actual the doors open has been really good. It's made life a lot easier. And so most of your customers are where you live in New Zealand, but what do you offer to people around the world online, like patterns? Yep. So I have patterns and they are on my website, which is quiltwithsheila.com. I do sell them on the shop website as well. But if you go on the shop website, you'll be paying in New Zealand dollars. Huh. Whereas on my ordinary website, you'll be paying in US dollars. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, go to quiltwithsheila.com to shop for the patterns. Yeah. And then the other thing I do is I have on-demand workshops on my website as well. Okay. And we're going to talk about those a little bit after the break. I'm excited to get into that. But before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about your newsletter. So you send a newsletter out on Monday mornings? We do um, two newsletters a week, but for my Quilt with Sheila, I do um, a newsletter every week or two. Okay. And so they can go to quiltwithsheila.com and scroll down and sign up for your newsletter right yes, there. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of your collaborations. So you created that ruler for creative grids. So tell us about that process. Yes. When I was writing the book, a lot of all my quilts being triangle based, you need to have, if you're going to make your quilt into a square, or a rectangular quilt with straight edges, you need to have a half triangle to finish off a row. Yeah. 
And to give the instructions for cutting those half triangles, you can use a triangle ruler, but it's harder to cut a number of them working down a strip with a triangle ruler. I made the decision to give the instructions as cutting a rectangle and then cutting that on the diagonal. Okay. But those rectangles are so tricky because they've got this huge long tail at the top that you have to deal with. If anybody's pieced half rectangles of any angle, it's they're not fun to do. And I had already been writing a few patterns for Creative Grid's perfect rectangle and the triangle squared. So they are slightly different angle to what I'm working at. They Things they fit into the square world. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a half? Because the perfect rectangle is a half rectangle that fits into a square. Yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a, a half triangle ruler that will fit into the 60 degree? So it's got a 30 degree angle on it and a 60 degree and a 90 degree. If you remember maths, 180 degrees is what your angles add up to. It just makes cutting those setting triangles so much easier. So I asked Creative Grids and they were keen as well. So we worked on that together and now we have the half 60 ruler. That's cool. That means you're an inventor, right? Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so some other collaborations that you did were with Robert Kaufman. So what did you do with them? I designed a quilt called Matariki. Matariki is a festival in New Zealand, which is a Māori festival, which is the Māori New Year. And that happens in June, July. And this quilt has a number of of star blocks and a, a lot of different hexagonal blocks as well. And I made it up in two of the ranges from Robert Kaufman. One was the Violet Craft Modern Classics. And that quilt colorway I called Spectrum. And the other one is the Jennifer Sampo Chalk and Charcoal Fabrics. And I called that Museum. So I did it in two colorways and did a pattern. Yeah, and Matariki is gorgeous. It's like these um, beautiful diamonds top to bottom with stars and others mostly stars with shapes and other stars inside the diamonds right yeah really fun blocks to make yeah it it can be done as a block of the month and because you get I've divided the pattern down into 10 parts so each of the little pamphlets comes with two blocks on yeah it looks like a really fun block of the month and there's you're not just buying one block at a time you're buying four at a time right and there's two blocks on each one okay You'll see the picture of four because I showed them in both the colorways. Ah, there you go. That's why. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So that's good. Okay. So when you go to quiltwithsheila.com, you can just click on patterns and you'll find it all there. You also did something with Make Modern Magazine. So tell us about that. Yes. So that was an idea I popped into my head when I was at my mum's house in England And I thought of these, making these triangle blocks and putting six together and then making a runner from those. So I actually made five different blocks and then all went together. And I drew it up uh, on the computer and thought, oh, I'll send this through to Make Modern and see if they want to do it. And they came back and said, oh, yes, please. Can we do it as a block of the month? That came out with a pattern for each month to do that. That's called the Mini Wonders Runner. And that's been my most popular pattern with the triangles. 
It's lovely. And it's, it's also looks like a hexagon quilt too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really enjoy putting six triangle blocks together to make a hexagon shape mm-hmm. um, because it's just really pleasing. I enjoy the triangles, but I think the hexagon shape is somehow just more pleasing to the eye. Okay, and you have another collaboration coming up with Cotton Cuts, of course, because you're doing that every year, a couple times a year, but we'll get into that after the break. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about travel. So what are some of your favorite quilting events you've attended in the past? There's a lot in New Zealand. A lot goes on in New Zealand with quilting. So we go to a lot of quilt shows that we vend at, for usually for a guild. We have our quilt symposium every two years. So the next one's coming up this year, which is in October, and I'll be teaching at that. I've been to so many amazing tutors within New Zealand that have who have come over to teach at symposium. So I've really been lucky to be able to do that. But also going overseas, I love to go to Houston to quilt market. I haven't yet made it to festival. I was going to try last year, but didn't manage it. And also, I've been to QuiltCon once when it was in Pasadena. Loved that. And then the Festival of Quilts in Birmingham in the UK. And I taught there for the first time last year. That I really enjoy as well. It's yeah, so that was where you visited your family, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So my sister lives about two hours away from there. Oh, that's such a nice, you get to go to a show and teach and visit family. That's so much yeah, fun. And perfect. it was a delight for me as well to meet you for the first time. I think it was Houston Quilt Market that I just met yes. you at, right? And that's right. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. That was very nice to meet you. Also for travel, you made an appearance on the quiltshow.com with Ricky Timms and Alex Anderson. Yes. So I was at Quilt Market in Kansas City. And I was doing, I was on their demo, what they call Demo Alley, which is where you're assigned a table for an hour and you give a demonstration of something that you do. So I was demonstrating how to cut triangular shapes. And lo and behold, next door to me was Alex Anderson. And I thought, well, there's no time like the present. And if you don't ask, you don't get. (laughs) So when it came to the end of my hour, somebody, of course, was talking to Alex and I was waited around and hovered. And then I said to her, would you like to see how I cut these shapes? And uh, invited her over and she said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And anyway, as a result of that, I ended up coming back to the US in August um, to go on the quilt show. My husband came with me. We stayed, we flew to Salt Lake City where most of his family live. And then we went to Denver, which was where his daughter lives. 20 minutes away from the quilt show studios. (laughs) It was wonderful because she and her sons managed to come to the studio and the the boys were allowed into the room to see all the equipment, into the mixing room. It was just wonderful. And Alex and Ricky and all the team were just so lovely. Really make you feel at home. Oh, that sounds like such a wonderful experience. It was. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your lecture as well, because you have a lecture that you deliver. You can deliver it virtually or in person. So tell us all about your lecture. Yes. Okay. I talk about where I came up with the idea for doing triangle shapes, and I go through the different shapes and 
show quilts that I've made based on them and blocks that I've made based on them. Um, so it's really sort of informative to show you how you can do this and you don't have to do it with by hand piecing. It's all machine pieced. Mm -hmm. It's cut with the rotary cutter and it's then yeah machine pieced, no Y seams or foundation piecing or anything yucky mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so I talk about that and um, then answer people's questions, which is really good fun. Yeah. And I think if people are listening right now and they're thinking, gee, I want to try something a little bit more, maybe advanced from what I've been doing or anything quilts with an angle, they should be connecting with you. Yeah, sure. I love to help people with their triangle piecing. It's great fun. <laughs> okay. So is there a quilt or quilt project that's been most memorable for you? So I, well, there's quite a few, but the first one that really, I think, really inspired me in terms of picking fabrics and again becoming more adventurous was when Kathy Doughty from Material Obsession came over to New Zealand and she taught a class for a quilt guild that I belong to, which is called Capital Quilters. Mm -hmm. And it was her soul-searching quilt, which is a very simple piecing. And I thought, oh, I don't know. And I, th I, I just took the opportunity to go to every teacher that I could go to at the time. And boy, was I glad I went. <laughs> so Kathy was so inspirational with the whole class is about picking your fabrics, picking your colours and putting them together and making a quilt that's meaningful to you. And my soul-searching quilt now is my favourite quilt. And yeah, if I'm not well, I will snuggle under that one. I quilted it all by hand because it was too good to send away to be quilted. Yeah, that, that's been a real memorable quilt for me. Oh, that says a lot. When you put so much into a quilt and you've loved it so much that you're thinking, I can't do anything but hand quilt this because yeah. it just has to be all me, for me, about yes. me. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. I think I need to create a project like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in your creative practice, what brings you joy? What brings me joy mainly is solving a problem. So... I will get a bee in my bonnet about something and think, I think I can do this and I'll just go and keep working away at it until I've figured it out. Yeah, and then I'm happy when I've done that. <laughs> yeah, that feeling of accomplishment. Yes, yeah. Okay, so right now we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to talk all about Sheila's studio space, her mystery quilts with cotton cuts and her on-demand workshops. We'll be right back. Cotton Cuts makes quilting easy with designer fabric delivered right to your door. Say goodbye to the hassle of selecting fabrics and cutting complex shapes. Cotton Cuts offers fabric and thread memberships, perfect for every quilter. It's not too late to join their highly anticipated global puzzle mystery quilt. With 10 months of pre-cut fabric pieces delivered in 16 beautiful colorways, you'll have a fun mystery to solve every single month. Can you sew a straight line? Then the PMQ is your next step to a beautiful quilt. Head to cottoncuts.com to join the thousands of detectives and get started today. The Square One Textile Art Workshop is now available. You can sign up anytime. You'll learn six fiber art techniques and create an art quilt start to finish. It's an on-demand course to take on your own time anytime, and you'll have it forever in your student portal. 
And if you've bought this course before, now's the time to go back and check it out again because I've changed all of the original replays to brand new videos. You're gonna love it and you get it forever with your original purchase. At only $37, it's a great deal. So go to quilteronfire.com to sign up for the Square One Textile Art Workshop today. And we are back. Sheila, tell us about your studio space. My studio space is the front bedroom of my house. I'm very fortunate to have a three-bedroom house and only two of us living in it. And so one bedroom is a bedroom, one bedroom is a studio, and another bedroom is storage for all my fabric and other creative endeavors, supplies. Oh, nice. It sounds like you have a lot of space. Yeah. What's your favorite time of day? Just had the favorite time of day, which is just before lunch when I can go out to the garden and pick some nice salad bits to have for my lunch. And it's it's coming upon summer there in New Zealand, right? Absolutely, it is. Yes, my zucchini's just starting. First strawberry is half red. <laughs> uh, what do you like to do for your own self care? I tend to vary. I go through phases of obsessions with things. And so recently it's gardening. Luckily, Carl does most of the heavy lifting for that. And I get to go out and just potter, which is really nice. And I've been through a phase of doing lots of walking in the bush and knitting and crochet and playing with paints yeah it just it I go it depends at the time yeah and that sounds good that you're giving yourself that time that's great mm. okay so you started doing mystery quilts uh, in New Zealand over 10 years ago um, yes. how did cotton cuts get involved and how did that blossom that was quite amazing, actually. One day I was just browsing on Instagram and I'd always thought I'd been running the mystery quilt for probably two or three years. And I was browsing on Instagram because, you know, I like to see what's going on. I'd always thought that the mystery would go down really well in the States because it was ex extremely popular in New Zealand. And I saw this company called Cotton Cuts and I thought, oh, they must cut cotton. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just sent them a message, sent this person a message out of the blue, and it was Kim. And um, she was just starting her business doing her subscription boxes. Mm. And she is so super keen and energetic and full, full of energy. And Houston was just coming up. And so I said to my husband, I need to go to Houston. So we went down to the travel agents and got my ticket and off I went and met up with Kim and there it went. So we met up in the October and by the following February, she was already doing the first mystery quilt. Oh, so fun. And you do two of those per year? Yes, we do two a year. One starts in February and one starts in July. And the amazing thing about the mystery quilt is every single piece is already cut out. It's die cut. Oh, it's like made to go, right? Yes. <laughs> and one really fun thing was when I met you at Quilt Market, you were actually on the search for fabric. So how does that part of the mystery quilt work? Yeah, so I do the design and get all that sorted out. And then we offer... At the moment, for the current one, we're offering 16 colorways. 
I'm not sure if they're all still available now. Some of them have sold out. Um, but we come up with all these different colorways. And so I have to test out all those different fabrics in my computer and see what's going to work and what isn't. So we're always on the lookout for new fabric for the next mystery quilt coming up. Yeah, that is so great. That's a lot of options for quilters because a lot of times quilters might think, oh, I really want to make that, but I don't like that kit or yeah. whatever. So if they have 16 choices, that's really yeah, good. We, we go for a huge range. So we'll have modern, we'll have neutrals, we'll have reproductions, we'll have tulip pink sometimes, uh, sometimes K-facet. It's just like a real variety. Yeah. So much fun. Okay. And you also did a mystery quilt with the Modern Quilt Club in the UK. Yes. So Lisa from the Modern Quilt Club does the same quilt um, twice a year, um, but she makes her own fabric selections for what she can get in the UK. And, and they're quite different. And I just love seeing what she picks for those. It's great. Okay. So let's talk about the quilts. We can't talk to a quilt designer without talking about some of the quilts. Can you describe some of your quilts for us? Let's start with the modern triangle sampler. Okay. So the modern triangle sampler is made up of 25 blocks and they're all triangles. And the one that I started with has the 25 blocks. Not long after I did it, somebody who was making it said, I want to make this into a double. And so I did another 10 blocks. So there's now 35 blocks. Oh, wow. So the pattern that I've printed has the 25. But now I've recorded the online workshop and there are 35 blocks in there. My original quilt, the blocks are 12 inches finished triangles from top to bottom. I always measure from top to bottom. And then I've also included the measurements so that you can make six inch blocks for these. And so you can make six of each block and put them around and make a hexagon. And so the pattern in the class includes how to do that as well. So there's lots of different options for how to set your triangle blocks. And that one made it into QuiltCon, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, oh. I was very excited about that. <laughs> that was carefully packed up and sent over to America. And I'm trying to remember which one. I think it was the one before Pasadena that I went to okay. that it appeared in. So it was, yeah, very exciting to get that in. Yeah, being in QuiltCon is a milestone for sure because they just choose a few hundred quilts out of thousands, right? Yeah, yeah, it was very exciting. So let's talk about Topsy because that's one of your most popular patterns. Yes, yes. So Topsy is one of the patterns that I launched to go with the ruler, the half triangle, half 60 ruler. And she got called Topsy because I used to have the design wall eight foot by eight foot in the living room. See what a, a very understanding husband I have <laughs> until I moved into this room here. And I was making the blocks and they're fairly big blocks. They were about 20-something inches, 21 inches from top to bottom, yeah. hexagonal blocks. And so as I started making them, this quilt just grew so quickly. I went, it's got to be called Topsy because it's growing like Topsy, as the <laughs> saying goes. <laughs> that one for the sample, I used art gallery fabrics, but it's lovely for using say you've got fat quarter packs or half meter packs. I had half meter packs. Yeah. 
of these art gallery fabrics. And so I made the king size one. But with fat quarter packs, you can make the queen size. Okay. And let's talk about forest light. That's a quilt you started at a retreat, right? Yes, that's right. So I was remember I was talking about the Storm at Sea retreat yeah. and me coming up with something completely different. Yeah. Um, and so that quilt ended up being called Forest Light because it's all in autumn colours and it glows. It has yellow in the centre and then it, it, it goes out from there. So it's based on the Storm at Sea block, but there are nine different blocks and you make four of each one. And it's all foundation paper pieced. So I finally came out with the pattern for it this year. And that was at Quilt Market on the Benetech stand. So I'd made my original quilt with my stash, plus some more extra for the background and so on. And with the Benetech, we've used their Quarry Hill Batiks. So there was a sample. So Benetex now have that sample. Hopefully it's traveling around some quilt shops. Yeah, so fun. And I've been trying to do math in my head. That, that's 36 blocks. Yes. That's a, lot. <laughs> that's a lot. It's 90 inches square. So there's 36 blocks and then there's also borders as well. So there's a pieced border and then a plain border. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about one more that made the front of a book, Shadow Flower. Yeah. So Shadow Flower is one of the quilts from my book that uses the block that's in the diamonds chapter. So it has triangles and trapezoids and diamonds in the block. And I made it using Blueberry Park from Robert Kaufman. And it has a white background. And then I set the blocks in sort of kaleidoscope setting so they become hexagons and it goes through the rainbow and goes to a very pale grayed out inner section of it and so just played with those motifs and I was really pleased with the way it turned out it seems to be pretty popular yeah and it really sounds like you do a lot of the work in the design for the quilter so they don't have to and they can just enjoy these intricate beautiful designs and learn from you by following the pattern, which makes it so much easier, right? Yeah, I enjoy doing that. And my latest patterns, I've been putting colouring in sheets in as well. And I do like to put in some information about how to choose fabrics because yeah. you don't necessarily have to just copy what colouring I do. Yeah. In fact, for Forest Light, um, my friend, who is my shop manager as well, is looking at making another version of it. And she's going to do it all in neutrals for her son. Oh, nice. We're going to be going through the exercise of picking what fabrics will work, which is really exciting. So I just got the picture up of it and looked at it on my phone in the mono, actually with the silver filter. And that gives me an idea of whether it would work. So it looks like it will. So that will be fun to do. Okay, I want to dive into talking about your on-demand workshops. So let's just go to town. Tell us what, what you have to offer. So I have recorded since lockdown. In lockdown, I started doing a weekly Facebook Live. Um, Carl was holding my phone, so every kept making people seasick every two minutes. But <laughs> we did a basics, how to make a quilt, because we thought that would be fun. And people loved doing that. Then we started doing one called Hemisphere, which is a triangle-based one. And then... 
as a result of that, I got onto online class platform on Kajabi and I launched my membership. And so for that, I've been recording lots of different classes and now making those available as on-demand courses. So they're not so much workshops as courses. I went through and wrote down how many hours of video are in each one. And yeah, the shortest one, I think, was about 50 minutes in total. And the longest one's got something like over six hours of video, maybe even more, actually. One of them, which is patchwork and quilting techniques, I've been running as a mixed on-demand plus Zoom class, which has worked really well. And we do that over the space of six months. So that is a basics. Um, That is make your first sampler quilt or make another sampler quilt because the idea behind it is to teach you lots of different techniques. So we go through half square triangles, quarter square triangles, foundation piecing, machine applique, Dresden plates. We make four-inch New York beauty blocks. We do mitered borders, Y-seams, curves. It's like, let's learn all the techniques. (laughs) And I take that class all the way from picking the fabric right through to putting the binding on. So we do all the quilting. So I do machine quilting, free motion quilting and a little bit of hand quilting. So at the end of that, people should feel fairly confident to tackle virtually anything. Um, So I really enjoyed that one. And um, then I've done the modern triangle sampler that I mentioned. So that one has the 35 different blocks in and we go through making all those different blocks and then how to set them into the quilt with lots of different choices of settings. And then I have some quite different ones. So I have one called Playful Patchwork, which is slightly improv blocks, but using a ruler and with instructions. So it's like how to make a wonky house and a wonky log cabin and trees. And so it's very playful. I made it with my friend Brenda. We made the videos together. She loves soft colours. Um, Lynette Anderson as a designer. So she was using those fabrics and I was using wild and bright and wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both made the same quilt, but it looks completely different. Um, and that's what I really love to encourage people to try things and use their own colouring that they like and not feel like by looking at a pattern, oh, I've got to make it in brights because she made it in brights. It's great to get out of your comfort zone sometimes with little steps, but it's really good to be able to look at something and think, yeah, I could make that in colours that I love. So it's great to be able to do that. Then I have one called Dolly Mixtures. This is the one that I've done a bit of applique on. So it has some birds and some flowers and it has all sorts of different blocks that I just made up, like a schoolhouse and Um, some that are just pieced blocks and some that are representative of things. And working through that, we talk a lot about our childhood. So Dolly Mixtures in the UK was a lovely little sweets that we used to get. I don't know if you get them in Canada, you might. (laughs) But it was just like little baby sweets that you'd give for toddlers (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's not very good to do nowadays, is it? People yeah. try not to. There you go. So it so everything I did has a memory from childhood. So we shared photographs and memories and things of what we did related to that block. So that's another one. And that's actually 12 months. And the six-pointed Lone Star is a, a pattern that I launched at Houston this year. So it's like a Lone Star. It's strip-pieced. Um, and it has six points instead of your usual eight points. And so that's just, that's a fun and um, quicker and easier project to do rather than taking on a great big project. That's fun. I've forgotten one. There's one more. That was five, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I have trendsetters, um, which is a triangle-based quilt similar to Matariki. Matariki was born from trendsetters. And I originally did that in Tula Pink All Stars, and it featured on the quilt show when I went on there. And I've done that with all the blocks. So it was done as I actually ran it over here as a mystery quilt, and we pre cut the triangle shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did two where we pre cut triangle shapes. Then we decided not to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was quite an exercise, but I've recorded that as a class as well. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really good variety just with those six classes. And I always am repeating myself and saying this over and over again, that if you're listening right now and you've been quilting for a while, whether it's two years, five years, 10 years, and you've never taken a beginner class, I really recommend you go back and do that. And Sheila has this available on demand. So it's a really good idea to do that because I went back and did that after many years of being an art quilter. I wanted to get better at quilting and the traditional techniques. And I was blown away by some of the ways you use a ruler, using pins. I just thought, no, I'm going to do it my own way. But when you learn those techniques, you get the basics down and then you can break the rules after that, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about it as well is because we have our weekly Zoom, we're always delving into different topics. And in fact, last night um, we had our Zoom meeting for the patchwork and quilting. And with the last group of people, they sent me photographs of all their blocks because we make 12 blocks and then decide what our borders and sashing are going to be. We don't decide at the beginning and they send me photographs and then I bring it into Illustrator and we play with putting different backgrounds behind those blocks. And it was amazing last time how many people came along going, oh, yeah, I think they were going to play safe and use, I don't know, a neutral or cream or something like that. And I said, let's try this dark green. And and then you put that up and they go, oh, oh, yes, that could work, couldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that that's really fun to be able to have a look at that and yeah we get a bit off topic sometimes as well it's good fun yeah okay so talking about all six of the on-demand workshops you can find them at quiltwithsheila.com so Sheila what are you working on for yourself right now what's on your design wall so I have a quilt that I've been trying to design for quite a while <laughs> My blocks are partially made and they're triangle blocks and I'm making them look like butterflies. But I decided partway through, I had a plan to make them all upright and then I thought butterflies don't do that. So I'm playing with making them very playful. 
and we'll see what happens from there. The next thing I want to talk about is what's new and exciting coming up. So actually, you just did the Quilters Color Mixer. So tell us all about that. Yes. So this is with Creative Spark and there were 10 instructors Mm -hmm. and each person giving a a lesson on using color in different ways. And um, my section was about using the fabric that you've got, because I like to encourage people to, you know, you buy all these fabrics and you love them. And then you think, what am I going to do with this? And particularly things with prints, people are often a bit scared to use them or to cut into them or to cut into the motifs. And so that's my thing is looking at how we can put those fabrics together and how we can use our favorite prints. Yeah, I agree with you that sometimes we buy fabric and either it's so pricey or we love it so much that we're afraid to even cut into it. We just want to cherish it. Yes. And that's allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's possible that this Quilters Color Mixer might be available after the fact, right? Yes, yeah. So if you're hearing about Quilters Color Mixer for the first time, it's already happened by the time this podcast airs, but you might be able to go on and see the replay or purchase the replay. So you can go to creativespark.ctpub.com and that's under their collections, so you can find it there. And March, something's coming up for you as well. That's right. And it's very exciting. I got an email asking me to take part in the virtual quilt fest. And so this is online workshops and I'll be teaching two three hour workshops. One of them is going to be tips, tricks and techniques for sewing with triangles. Mm -hmm. And in the other one, I'm going to show you how to fussy cut your fabrics for triangles. If you like to do a pattern repeat and You see all these beautiful projects people make with their English paper piecing and their fussy cutting. You can actually do that by machine and using the rotary cutter as well. So that's what I'll be teaching in the other one. Now, I just want to add a fun little side note in here, because not only will you find Sheila Christensen at QuiltFest Virtual Schoolhouse number eight, but you'll also find me and a whole host of other incredible teachers. So go to www.quiltfest.com and click on upcoming shows. So you're looking for QuiltFest Virtual Schoolhouse number eight, and you will see instructors there that I've interviewed in the past, like, well, today, Sheila Christensen with her triangle quilts. And and also, I've interviewed Elizabeth DeCruz in the past. She'll be teaching Bojagi and HSTs. I've interviewed Libs Elliott in the past, and she's teaching modern quilting. Gloria Lofman is coming up on the podcast soon in April, so you'll be excited about listening to that podcast, but she's doing a lecture for the virtual schoolhouse. And me, of course, I will be teaching my Colorways workshop, which is my most booked workshop, and my Hexies 10 Ways, which is also so much fun. So again, go to www.quiltfest.com, click on Upcoming Shows, and look for Quiltfest Virtual Schoolhouse number 8, March 20th to 23rd, 2024. Now it's time for the lightning round robin. It's a series of rapid fire questions, and it's super fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Sheila, what is your favorite tool or notion? It has to be my Clover roll and press. Oh, so you roll your seams flat to press them open. Do you press them open? I press them open for triangle quilts because it makes everything a lot easier. Ah, there you go. It makes your little centers look good and all that kind of stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, it's good to line things up. Okay, great. What is a skill you'd love to learn in quilting still? I still haven't really mastered hand applique. I would love to be able to do that. It's not one of my strengths. I was never a really strong, neat sewer. So <laughs> I've had to learn to be neat on the machine and hand hasn't caught up with that. <laughs> okay. Has there been a mentor who has really influenced you along the way? There's been a lot, uh, but Kathy Doughty has been amazing and really encouraging. And she encourages everybody to get outside your comfort zone and try different things. What are some of your favorite collections of things? I tend to collect according to my obsession currently. Seeds, vegetable seeds. Okay. <laughs> I have a collection of beautiful paints that I was put onto by um, Bonnie Christine when I took her class mm. on how to design fabric, which I'm not doing, but mm-hmm. I did learn how to use Illustrator and I got the passion for trying out these lovely paints. So, yes, I tend to collect things for whatever my current obsession is. Okay. And do you have another favorite hobby besides quilting? Yeah, currently gardening, but I enjoy knitting and crochet. I'm currently crocheting a blanket for my caravan, which is called Dolly. And anything quilters would not know about you? Um, So when I first started quilting, that was three years. So then I was doing my teaching Then I went over to the UK for about 10 months and then I came back and I bought the shop. I didn't have a house. I was staying at my friend's house. I didn't have a car, so people would drive me to places. I didn't have a partner. So yeah, before I bought the shop, I didn't have a job (laughs) because it wasn't wasn't sure that I would get the shop after I came back because negotiations happen. And we hadn't sold the marital home, which would allow me to do all that. And then within the space of two weeks of me being back, the home sold. So that gave me the money to put down to buy the house. That gave me the credit to buy the business. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, I met Carl. So the last piece of that puzzle didn't arrive until about nine months later when I decided it was really time I bought myself a car. (laughs) there you go okay well thank you for braving the lightning round robin okay so let's just take a moment at the end here to talk about where we can find everything that we talked about today so talk about the two websites okay yeah the patterns and the workshops are all on my website which is quiltwithsheila.com and then the mystery quilt it's actually like triple because there are three businesses running mystery quilts by far the biggest is cotton cuts yeah um, cottoncuts.com and um, kim and her people just do an amazing job of cutting all these uh, packs and getting them out to people and mm. um, so if you're wanting to take part in the mystery quilt you would go to cottoncuts.com for anywhere apart from new zealand or the uk and so for the uk modernquiltclub.co.uk is where you can find my mystery quilt. And you can buy my patterns from Lisa as well there. And then for New Zealand, it's quilterslane.co.nz. Okay, so before we go away from this topic, I really don't feel like we dove into what it's all about to do a mystery. So can you give us in a nutshell, kind of describe to us, what does it mean to sign up and take a mystery? What do you get when you sign up for that? 
Yeah. So it's called the Puzzle Mystery Quilt. And the reason for that is that it's not a block-based quilt. It's always like an overall pattern. Mm -hmm. And you get clues each month for 10 months. And so each month you get a pack with ready-cut pieces and an instruction sheet on how to put those pieces together and how to label them because you need to make sure to label them for the end. So that happens for nine of the months. And in the final month, you get a pack with the instructions for how to put everything together and how and also any extra bits like borders and so on that you might need. And Kim's now offering also things like extra borders and backing packs that you can order up front. But basically you so this current mystery is called the Tree of Life. And um, we have 16 different colorways that we're doing in it. So you have to choose your colorway and you choose your size. Um, so from cotton cuts, you can make a small, which is 48 by 60, or a large, which is 72 by 72. And as I said, you can add extra borders to that, which we do in New Zealand by default. But so then you're going to be getting those pre cut pieces in the mail each month. We have a very active Facebook group, so people should post their blocks up in there. There are also YouTubers who are making each of the blocks every month, and so you can go and see if you need any help with your blocks. And then we do a big reveal on Facebook and YouTube at the end. So when it gets to the final day, we show you what the quilts look like. And yeah, it's really good fun. It's built up quite a community over the years that we've been doing it. Yeah. Gosh, it sounds like so much fun. And it's really exciting that you have no idea what you're making, except you hear the title. And then in the end, you get this nice big reveal. Plus, you get to choose your own colorway because there's so many different options. So it sounds like it would be a really fun project. Yeah. And we've had people, complete beginners, teenagers, people who are new to sewing, making it because if you can sew an approximately quarter inch seam then that's it you're fine you're in (laughs) yeah okay so where's the best place for quilters to connect with you on social media so i'm on facebook and instagram and my facebook page is sheila christensen quilt designer but if you put in mystery quilter you'll find me and on instagram i'm at mystery quilter Yeah. And you know, you're the big deal with mystery quilts if you've got that handle on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I did grab that one quite early. (laughs) Oh, good. You've been doing it for quite a long time. So if you're listening right now, and this is your first foray into mystery quilts, we have the guest today that you should connect with because she's been doing it for so long and it's wildly popular. Now, as we wrap up, Sheila, what do you want listeners to take away most from our conversation today? I would hope take away just enjoy your quilting and have a sense of adventure when you're doing it because there's always the next quilt if you don't like this one. Yeah, such great advice. Okay, so Sheila, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. It's been lovely to talk to you, Brandy. Okay, so that was my show with Sheila Christensen. I was really inspired today by the sheer volume of work she has accomplished over the years. I love that she became hooked on quilting and owned a quilt shop within a few years and has never looked back. 
I can't wait to see what she designs for Cotton Cuts Mysteries coming up, and I loved sharing her story with you. The Japan textile tour with the quilter on fire is a go. Travelers are now booking their flights and we start our tour from Tokyo to Kyoto on May 19th, 2024. There are a few spots left. So if you need to check Japan off your bucket list, call Judy from Opulent Quilt Journeys at 1-877-235-3767 to book your trip today. And of course, I will be teaching for Quilt Fest Virtual Schoolhouse number eight, my Colorways workshop, which is my most booked workshop, and my Hexies 10 Ways, which is also so much fun. So again, go to www.quiltfest.com, click on upcoming shows, and look for Quilt Fest Virtual Schoolhouse number eight, March 20th to 23rd, 2024. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.